Sarah. And I'm Beth. And this is Everything is Rent, a podcast where we talk about the best musical of all time, Rent. Song by song, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and it's been about six months. It's been a while. Since yeah. we recorded an episode, we completed our mission of listening to all of the songs, <laughs> our mission that we were sent here to do. <laughs> sent to Earth to do. And, now, and we've been in space for six months. Yeah. And now Rent is a, it's a holiday musical. Obviously. It's every holiday. Every musical. holiday because it's about a year. Mm-hmm. And so and in a, the course of a year, you hit every holiday. Yes. Yeah, just so. how holidays work. So but it's also it's specifically a Christmas, Christmas yeah. musical. Um, so we figured it's Christmas time. Let's get another episode out. Why not? Mm-hmm. The world freaking demands it. Yeah. And so we're back for for just a one off. And uh, to join us on that one off, we have a very special guest, as Sarah would call him, because she calls all of our guests very special. Listen, guests. We, we haven't had anyone on this pod who is not special. That's so true. Yes. If you're if you haven't been on the pod, I don't know how special you are. But, but if you've been on. Yes, special. Yes, special. Uh, very special guest. Um, he's a producer on the upcoming Disney Plus show Earth to Ned. Very excited about that. But mostly you know him from the 2010 UCB New York Herald Team Monstro. He's a great friend of ours, friend of the pod, friend of someone the pod. I've talked to about rent extensively. It's Matt Mayer. Hello. Hey. Welcome. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited. And uh, my wife will be very excited to hear <laughs> that I am here. A shout this out is- to Sarah Durfee, number one fan of Everything is Rent Pod. Number yeah. one fan, number one wife. Number one wife as well. <laughs> number one wife of, of Everything wife. is Rent Pod. Uh, number one fan. Wife she married pod. a podcast. You know how some people marry a roller coaster? Yeah. <laughs> she married a podcast. <laughs> Do you know? Who married a roller coaster? A woman that was in yeah. love with a roller coaster. What's the name of the roller coaster? Do you know? I David? don't remember. <laughs> no. yeah. the roller coaster. But before David. she married it. It was just David the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> like in a music bar, Hi, a roller David coaster the called. roller coaster. They're like, we got the cyclone, we got the death trap. <laughs> we got David we got here. David. If you have not watched the like online thing, the video about the woman in love with a roller coaster, yeah. I highly recommend. There's other. Um, someone married a bridge. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's a mental. There's going to be a reality thing. show about my wife divorcing me and marrying, marrying this podcast. podcast. Yeah, that's right. good. <laughs> Uh, well, you'll know Matt from that as well. He'll be That's the right. sad ex-husband. <laughs> be the very <laughs> sad. I, I'll be sitting on. I'll be sitting like as far to the side of a couch as possible. <laughs> my head hung on low. the arm. Yeah, I'll be like I'll, like one butt cheek on the arm. It's like stuffed in the. And corner. on the other side is just a. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it a, a podcast player. <laughs> <laughs> could be any device. It could yeah, be any be device. A Zoom. It could be a Zoom. Could be a yeah, Zoom. It could be a Zoom if you're downloading it. There's got to be. This sounds insane. Um, a player that's like marketed just for podcasts. They would sell it at like Urban Outfitters. Yes, I feel like. for sure. And mm-hmm. it had it's some packaging where yeah. it just is like it's got like a purse strap to it. And then like a star insane. shape. It says also could hold music. You know, like, <laughs> it's a bonus feature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a star shape. Yeah. Um. And Matt is actually here with us to discuss. Uh, this is something that people did ask for, and we planned to do. We saw the rent tour. Yes. We saw the 20th anniversary rent mm-hmm. tour. 
on yeah. July 10th. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because it's my sister's birthday. And as you know, it is now Christmas. That's right. It was <laughs> so a minute ago. So we meant to do this this episode where we talked with Matt. We went with Matt. We went with a big group of mm-hmm. former guests on the pod. We'll post a picture of it yeah. that we've been saving yeah. for this episode. So it's Wait, in the archives. I think you were the only person who'd never seen the musical that we went with. I either hadn't seen it or Dave. I can't remember. Dave hadn't seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's right, I Dave. I had never previously seen the live rant. His exposure to rent was one song at a time <laughs> through this yeah. podcast. Yes. So the and two I of you. I encourage everyone to do that. That's the, be- <laughs> it's the best like way, to, way listen to listen to it. To it. <laughs> Take a week break. Let's do another one. <laughs> I may have seen, I, I've, I've definitely seen it before, but it was so long ago that I had almost no memory of it. Um, at least not like adult memories of it. You know what I mean? Like sure. my memories of it were totally different. It's like I was a different person when I saw it. It was yeah. so long ago. Because well, I grew up near it. New York. You grew up near New York. Yeah, what I grew up in New Jersey. What was your exposure to rent? Um, my exposure to rent, I actually remember when it came up the very first time in conversation, my my buddy Harry Young, who's now a professional musician living somewhere in Europe, but was like at the time, like the musical theater star of the school mm-hmm. kind of guy. Do you remember what talented. roles we're talking? Oh, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't. But you name a musical that we did, and he was like the lead. He just has a, a great voice, incredibly mm-hmm. charismatic. Wait, um, and you said he's a musician. Uh, does he play an instrument, or is he a singer? Or? Yeah, so he plays like bass and piano and mm. sings. And wow. now he has like he was like the front of a like a jazz uh, group, the vocalist for it, mm-hmm. and and you know band leader. And um, I mean, he actually might not even know that I know this stuff. I just know it from like Instagram or yeah. whatever because we haven't talked in ages. It's so. funny to think who knows these things also about you. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Who yeah. knows that I'm a band leader for a jazz group? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. You're not wrong. It's a yeah. little creepy to social think. social media like, is very weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but he's a he's a great dude and a very talented man. And uh, he was that's my hot take. New that's podcast. Your, that's social your take? Media social weird. media is weird. You know, social media. Have you guys felt like it's not normal? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming. That's the pod. Hottest take. I don't let them respond. Also, it's kind of warm in LA most of the year. That's <laughs> those are all my. There's no seasons. <laughs> hot take. Um. So the first time Rent came up in combo. He, so he, I just remember like being in the middle school library and he was obsessed with it. I don't know if he'd even seen it yet, but he was kind of on top of it. And I kind of got the sense from his enthusiasm about it, that it was something was different about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that there, I knew that there was like rock and roll or whatever, instead of your sort of traditional musical fare. But he, um, he just seemed really excited and into it. And, uh, and so I remember like, learning who Anthony Rapp was, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but then I think we saw it. We must have seen it at some point, maybe in those first couple of years, maybe with the original cast. That part, I, I kind of couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Your um, family would have gone into the city to, did you go in often to see musicals? Not often, but like, I, I we, we saw Les Mis, we mm-hmm. saw The Who's Tommy. So like a handful over the years, but I mean, not, I would say not even once a year. So like maybe like once every three years or something. What would like be the occasion? How did a musical get on your family's radar? Um, well, my dad liked The Who, so we saw The Who's Tommy. Sure, okay. And um, and I we probably went like either for Father's Day or just maybe, honestly, probably like somebody gave them tickets. Like, sure. you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of sort of like, you know, everybody who lives near New York knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who like, yeah. you know, like, oh, well, I always have, you know, five tickets or whatever, two tickets to something and it yeah. ends up in our hands. And mm-hmm. then we're like, great, let's go. Um, and then sometimes it was like, I think we saw Les Mis maybe for 
like my my parents' best friend's birthday kind of thing. And we just all went as like the, you know, them and our family. Yeah. Um, so either occasions or, but most likely the free thing. Uh, yes, <laughs> sure. Uh, Cause when Broadway's free, you gotta go. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But rent, I, 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 I don't know if we saw it as, I can't remember if we saw it as a family. I want to say maybe I saw it with my school or something like mm. maybe with like mm-hmm. the theater program or we've had a lot we of that um, Jersey people on Jersey mm. and Long Island, Long Island like yeah. um, locals to New York ish. Um, and yeah, uh, like a lot of schools have gone. Yes. Yeah. And I, I went with a school trip, but I'm from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There has been also all the way to went, New York or just to like, yeah, oh, New York, that's to Broadway. That's yeah, crazy. In the 90s. I never would have thought that that is happening. I knew that like we took a D.C. trip, but that even was only like four hours away. Yeah. Drama clubs from all around the country are wow. going to New York mm-hmm. City to see Broadway plays. That's uh, that's cool. very cool. Very I did cool. not know that that would be a thing. I just yeah. figured that was like a luxury afforded us because of our we proximity. We like sold candy and did fundraisers. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, we may have done the same. Yeah, I remember selling some candy. That might have yeah. been for that or yeah. one of the other many selling things candy I or eating stopped candy. doing. Uh, I definitely remember a little both, guys. I got to be honest with you. Um, uh, Larice Mayer provided quite a bit of candy in the house, and I ate it wow, all very quickly. Wow, and that quickly. must have been a conflict with David Mayer DDS. He he always said, "Hey, I'll just end up drilling you." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yep, that's uh, that's my that's my dad, David Mayer. If you live near Patterson, looking for a dentist, that's He'll my plug for the show. He'll just drilling end you. up drilling you. It says so, it right there on the sign. Sign on up. <laughs> Mom bought too much candy. Need to get drilled. <laughs> um. Okay. Great. Did you do musicals? Um. As a kid. Ye- I did, I like did, I quit everything. It's kind of like my history. Like I played every sport and quit it, did like a season or two and quit it. I did, uh, I played saxophone for two years and quit it. I played drums for a year and quit it. I like did that. I did the choir for middle school. And then when I went to high school, you kind of had to choose. And I was so nervous about making friends and just Mm -hmm. so nervous about, I was so pathetically nervous about being cool. Yeah. I mean, you're a sensitive poet. I'm a sensitive poet, as everybody is aware. Uh, that's the, my real plug. Is uh, not my dad's business. <laughs> uh, Please publish your poetry. Show, but Matt. I will. Oh my god! I never should have done this. There, there. Sarah is referring to poetry that I shared with my uh, first uh, very good slash bad uh, Harold team monstro, as I'm sure the podcast members have have known. Poetry that I wrote in high school um, to some girl that i met i mean at like um, an under 18 dance nothing club. <laughs> that anyone wrote in high school should be shared but yeah. uh, you shared it with us and i'll never ever forget big it. mistake mine is Huge. especially bad i will say that mine is definitely especially bad um anyway <laughs> so you quit everything let's uh-huh. see wait can i rem- i mean i feel like I, I gotta tell people a line or two of this poetry, otherwise people are gonna be really sad. Yeah, of course. Uh, I only remember the one line. Hips moving like a pro. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But something about zebra print or Yeah. Which I don't even think was true. I think I sent it to her and she's like, that's not even what I was wearing. <laughs> uh I wrote a poem, sent it to a girl in an attempt to uh make her my girlfriend. And she was like, um, this is weird. Yeah, in the it poem, was. it said your hips moving like a pro. And if someone said that to me, I would be their girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what is yep. the pro that I'm referring? It's like general yeah. professional, like so hips good you could be a professional, like a professional hip professional moving dancer. Yeah, like a professional dancer. Professional hip, professional mover. hip yeah. mover. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, uh, so yeah, I'll never share anything with these two ever again. We have enough. They have an, oh, yeah. <laughs> enough to last, to last a lifetime. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, so, um, uh, I did, I do musicals. So I did choir and then I quit it, it when I got to high school to try and do, um, I was like, let me try and do sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'd done all of them and was, was not great at them and whatever, but, uh, I was trying to make that kind of friend, I guess, is what was going on. But mm. then they 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 did musicals, but it conflict. It, like at my school, you couldn't do both. Sometimes you could do both. You couldn't mm. at mine. Yes. Yeah. It would have um, been the same at mine where it's like it's those after school hours. Exactly. So you can only do one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so then um, but they did them like over the seasons when I did a sport. And so the. Then my junior year, they started doing non-musicals. So I did non-musical plays junior and like senior year in the winter. the winter. Yeah. So we had like yeah. trimesters and they did okay. like a fall show, spring show. And then they uh, those were musicals or maybe it was just spring. And then they started yeah. doing a winter non-musical. So I did that stuff. But in middle school, I did a little bit of the musical stuff, but I wasn't like any great I wasn't great at it yeah so I remember like I was a guy who held a gun in the ramparts in Les Mis and then Mm -hmm. like when somebody got sick I was like one of the police officers who arrested Javert you know like wow Jean Valjean no Javert's the cop I can't remember yeah Yeah. Javert is the cop yeah Yeah. you would have arrested Jean Valjean if you arrested Javert you're you this is the show yeah Yeah. I mean that's why why they wouldn't let me do it (laughs) (laughs) like he keeps arresting the cop it's very weird um yeah, so I uh, so I did like that level of stuff, um, but was not super serious. I want to say like, if we're talking Harry, Harry might have been Gavroche in sixth grade when the eighth grade, mm-hmm. you know, when the eighth grade were like the 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 like kind of adult leads. Yes. he was he played like Gavroche, like so yeah. to go back to Harry. Yeah, we'll um, keep bringing it back. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it bringing it back. Harry. I hope he finds this. I hope he hears <laughs> all about it. You guys listen to his we'll band, the cards. the cards, the cards, the mm. cards. Um. He probably doesn't know that I know who they are. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's gonna be freaked <laughs> out. <laughs> Social media is weird, guys. That's, um, that's my podcast, so that's please don't podcast. save yeah. it trademark. for trademark. Yeah, trademark. Oh, sorry. Just so you know, a lot of people probably feel that and say that. So it's like yeah, I'm gonna have a bunch of ground. guests on. It'll be great. Oh, okay, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I didn't do I didn't really do musical um, stuff, but I really liked singing. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I was it was one of those things where like, I really regretted quitting choir and mm-hmm. I really feel, felt like that was a thing that I think I just didn't do cause it wasn't cool. And that was like, that's like a bad way to go through life. Cause also looking back, like those probably were the, your people. <laughs> the choir Absol- I have, hi Beth. Hi Sarah. You guys are my people. Yes. And the Beth and the Sarah would uh-huh. have been my people. I, uh, at Sarah the time. was in choir. I was not, I'm more, I have more of a soloist voice, but, um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and me, I conform. So. Very, I, I love, can't blend. Wow. Um, I can't blend. <laughs> I can't blend. <laughs> I'll blend with you. Um, I actually ran into some, uh, somebody, uh, is, um, very, very close friends with my cousin. Someone I went to middle school with my cousin did not, was not from the area. And, uh, like she, this, this woman, her name is Amy. She, like, I ran into her recently because she's such good friends with my cousin. She like sang at my cousin's wedding and stuff. And we talked to each other at the wedding and we were like, if we had known that we were both going to like get out of Mawa and like go do something else and not, you know, like we probably would have been closer had we known our own future. You sure, know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're like, we were maybe each other's people a little bit without yeah. knowing it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's definitely a thing. I, I for sure would have been like, oh yeah, these are my folks. Right. But well, uh, so, and then you were reacquainted with Rent a mere 20 years later. I was, and I had been like listening to your podcast a little bit and really enjoying it, but not really 
you know, it, obviously it's not the same as like going to see it. So yeah, super sure. excited to go to see it mm-hmm. uh, when you asked me to join you guys. And uh, listeners, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> it really, I got to say, it really genuinely blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It was so much better than I remembered it, uh, than I could have ever expected. It was like, I was like, I know that people love this thing. Um, and that it also, it gets a lot of shit for some reason. Like it gets like people kind of talk down about it and, and, and all that. And I really didn't know, I didn't know how to feel. And I went in and, uh, was just totally taken aback, Mm. um, pretty quickly too. I think, um, uh, it just is, I think it's brilliant. I mean, we'll go into it over time in this podcast, but like I, I could not have been more impressed. Well, get into it. What's so brilliant about it? And also like what like songs were you like, wow, I had forgotten about this. This Mm -hmm. is a real banger or like characters did you love this nonsense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say like uh, overall, the thing that um, the thing that was different and the thing that really blew me away was how I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Like most of the songs are doing a different thing than they say they're doing. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. Santa Fe, for example, like that is a song about how can I get into this quickly? Like that seems like a song about like, let's get out of here and do this other thing. Yeah. Right. Like, like, wouldn't that be a dream? But the characters are dreamers already. Mm-hmm. They are people who are pursuing something in New York, like a difficult thing. They're artists. They're, you know, one of them's a, you know, an anarchist kind of hacker. <laughs> guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're these like kind of already people who have another dream. And then this, second dream is like the safety dream in a weird way. But what, what I think the, you know, the, the people who put that number together are trying to talk about is, uh, is a totally separate thing, which is like, it's all hard. Like we all like, um, man, it's so hard to articulate, especially because it's complex. And I thought about these thoughts a while ago. So let me just try and draw it out here. But it, um, it's really about how, uh, like their, they already have a dream that they're pursuing and it's so scary mm-hmm. that they pretend like another dream is easier. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh-huh. I like the idea of a safety dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it but it feels like you're saying like, "Oh, we'll just go to Santa Fe and open a restaurant." You know, and it'll be like a cool restaurant. We'll just be able to do it. That mm-hmm. would be really hard also. Yes. We've and I talked on the pod about how I mean, it's um, expensive to open a restaurant. Sure. Rent in Santa Fe? Yeah. Through the roof. <laughs> Absolutely. And just the restaurant business in general is. Um, it's yeah, no and joke. Like, uh, it fell in the first months, right? Yeah. yeah. Pretty quickly. The, yeah. the sauce brush budget alone. You <laughs> <laughs> need to brush the sauce onto the meat. Man, that's got to be. Well, Beth will only use a, a sauce brush once per sauce. You throw She'll it away. Throw yeah. yeah. I mean, that's so, why yeah. your restaurant immediately failed. Yeah. It, it was very quick. You went through, you went through 40 Hundreds in the first day. Of sauce brushes. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like even if you use a sauce brush the way it's supposed to be used, it's still very hard to open a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, know, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but I, I think all these are things that the, you know, the creator of the shows, the creators of the show knew mm-hmm. and are like trying to express the anxiety of creating art, the fears around it, the way that they distract themselves from those fears by having other dreams. Cause that's what they are. They're dreamers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the, um, and that this, one of the reasons they're having difficulty is they don't understand how much work goes into being successful. And how much work goes into doing this thing. I mean, the whole 
everything is rent. I mean, that song, the rent song is about whining. It's about like, eh, the world is hard. Everything (laughs) is rent. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't, we're not going to pay rent, you know, et cetera. I think that there are a lot of people who watch that show and they come away with it or they know, maybe they don't even watch it, but they like know about it or they hear about it or whatever. So I think seeing it in that context helped me not be one of those people because I think they'll often be like, what are they complaining about? It's like, yeah, the creator of the show is being like, they are whining. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is very oh, aware yeah. that they are um, trying to skirt their responsibilities. They're, they want, they don't want to be artists because they want to make art. They want to be artists so they don't have to work. They don't want, they want to be artists so that, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I think when I saw it this time, I could see more of those layers. I could see more of that. I could see the subtext, I think, mm. in a way that I didn't even know subtext was a thing of when course, I was in yeah. seventh grade, you yeah. know, but I, I did attach myself to the rebellious spirit. And, you know, like yeah. I was complaining, thinking complaining was good. Whining was good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wonder, um, I'm trying to think if this has come up on the podcast before. How would I ever remember? It's been many months. <laughs> We've been in space. We've been in space. So. But like Jonathan Larson doesn't present any of these characters as heroes yeah not a one of them everyone is complicated yeah Yeah, Yeah. they're all flawed they're all presented as like whiny babies totally (laughs) yeah so when people are like it yeah ren is not really celebrating it's celebrating like the rebellious nature and being part of counterculture and stuff but it's certainly not celebrating like Maureen's cheesy performance art yeah. or Mark or all. Roger's yeah. mopiness or Mark's sort of whiny detachment. Yeah. I don't think it's celebrating those things. I mean, I think, I think like La Vie Boheme is the song where you get that he's celebrating something here. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all those Marijuana! other. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, only lyric we remember at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there is there are something... a lot of lyrics guys. <laughs> um, uh, name another lyric. I won't. I won't do it. Okay, You'll have fine. to come up There's with it There's only two marijuana. Mucho masturbation? <laughs> okay, you're right. There's two lyrics. Mucho masturbation. And oh as they God. say in Spanish. Uh, mucho mucho masturbation. masturbation. And marijuana, also the Spanish. Right, correct. Yes. For Mary Jane. Yeah, um, yeah sorry, you were saying. Oh, um, just that it is interesting. Uh, I hadn't thought of it in this way before. But yes, they are super whiny. And well, I hadn't thought of that. But the thing that they're dedicated to is not necessarily their craft but as the show goes on a year later you find that they've um dedicated themselves to something bigger than just complaining about their jobs but it's like finding each other and like the love and I don't know exactly where I'm going with this but um community and how that the importance of community and um achieving a larger goal yeah yeah, totally. I, those are those are definitely uh, obviously huge. Pe- I mean, the thing is, li- like the ending number is literally like counted in seasons of love. You know what I mean? Like count it, count your life in in uh, in the, your relationships. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for sure, 100 percent, they grow in that way. And so and that, that's kind of a weird thing about any sort of storytelling is is heroes. I think heroes in really interesting art are not people to follow for 95% of the story. It's the last 5% where they've like learned something and, and like, maybe that's like an admirable thing. And most of the time they're maybe just charming and, or we've like, we, we relate to them or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, all of those characters are like, um, if you really sit down and think about it, you love them because they're like the people, you know, and they're not, no one's supposed to be like a perfect person in order to be like a person to enjoy. And you take, you, you know, you take like over the moon, um, you know, Maureen's, 
like one woman show song Mm -hmm. or whatever. And you like look at that as a piece. And that is just saying so many things. One of the things it is saying is this is an unbelievably talented person. Like this is someone who has put an insane amount of work into this thing. That's pretty dumb. (laughs) I mean, that's like kind of stupid and and that sounds weird and probably wouldn't actually be a rally and cry. I have a theory about the, the fact that they end up chanting it and whatever too, but do your, uh, yeah, do your theory. Yeah. The, so you guys have talked about it on the podcast. So that's like a little bit of the context here. Um, but right. Like her performance art is so silly and ridiculous. And then in the context of the musical, it ends up working and it incites. They all move. and, mm -hmm. And yeah. So my feeling is that, it's not even that it ends up working so much as that sort of thing was somewhat inevitable. And Mm -hmm. like the doing the show itself is the thing that worked. And the mooing is just because she mooed and it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily, they were so moved by her performance that they, and, and the, you know, the subtext of what she was saying, but that they were mooing because it's funny because people in those situations are like, yeah, let's moo. You know, right. it's like chanting for beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the beer is not the thing. The mob mentality is the thing. Yeah. You know, know. the energy of the thing is the thing. Beer is the thing. Also, my theory is so thing. completely different. Whoa. <laughs> Please. I thought she was meaning she was a real cow. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell from your face oh, that no. it was going to be a joke. Oh, going to be a bit. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> He's out. Well, I am curious, Dave, like as a rent newcomer, what, what did you think of the moo moment? And did you? Move? I think the moo moo—it's silly and dumb. But did I think that's the intention move? of it, right? Did you move? Yeah, I moved. I was with you guys. I, was I moved. Move. <laughs> I moved. Uh, yeah, you're gonna move. It yeah, you gotta like move. It does feel weird those moments when I go see, because uh, I'm used to like, uh, in a grand theater or in a theater in in general, I don't like the fourth wall being broken. In a grand theater, no, I'm gonna call it grand. <laughs> like just big. We were in yeah, the balcony. It was so contagious. <laughs> So like when things Dave get broken, did have to put down I his do, opera glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, those moments are odd to me. It does feel weird. Will like like with like hair when they come out into the audience, things like that. It does feel like a weird context for that kind of like cool like. 70s stuff to be happening because mm-hmm. you're yeah. like oh, this is like a proscenium stage it's a grand theater it's a grand, grand theater, theater. Yeah. we're wearing tuxedos <laughs> <laughs> we should i do i do there's a part of me i would i don't want to go back in time by any means but there is something not that, even to go see rent again no <laughs> uh, and i liked it but no but i do wish there were i do I do think that like live theater doesn't. Hold on, get... you could also just see Rent again. You don't have to time travel to see Rent. Again. <laughs> Guys, but I'm got, trying to I avoid a, saying a like I'm trying where to avoid. We, I'm, trying to avoid I'm trying to avoid saying like go back to a time where you'd have to dress up for theater. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't want to go back to those those periods. <laughs> yeah. But I do wish that we were in more. We treated theater we treated, with more. Yeah, respect, and I do decorum. think that maybe part of that is that I mean, just seeing live theater is too expensive these days mm. and rather than being an art form that's for the people it's really not anymore yeah you have to be a rich fuck sometimes to see some of this yeah. stuff mm. and uh but then that also when people that causes like people to not see it regularly so there's not like a culture that's built around expectations when you're in an audience how to behave yeah yeah that's been lost i think over time i don't think we need to be stuffy by any means but I do wish that there's a part of me wishes like it was expected for me to have to 
to wear dress a certain way mm. because it's just out of respect. The Durf and I went to uh, the Durf, Sarah Durfee, for those who don't know. Um, uh, number one wife of the podcast. Uh, wife of the pod. Uh, <laughs> she, um, Get her a t-shirt of that. <laughs> <laughs> wife of the pod. Um, You've heard of Married to the Mob, right? <laughs> <laughs> Married to the Mob. <laughs> uh, oh, too good. <laughs> she and I went to uh, the opera in New York, and the opera was very much like that. Like, people decked to the nines yeah. to see, you know, yeah. one of two shows that night and that, you know, went on a run or whatever. It was like much fancier. You know, you do the, and if you've ever been to the Metropolitan Opera House, it has that like grand staircase mm-hmm. thing, which is an invention to look at the other people all dressed up mm. and people are still dressing up and yeah. stuff. And there's also, um, I went to the um, LA Opera and it's, mm-hmm. um, that is a place where yes, people still very much dress up. Yeah. And it is, um, it was so fun to go see opera, but also yeah. to see what everyone is wearing. Yeah. Totally. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's fun to, it's, I like, I like dressing up like I, but in part, cause it's a, ch- I mean, if nothing else, cause it's a change, you know, <laughs> like just to do it, uh, is, is nice to be able to do it. But also I feel like a little bit of like, we're all, I mean, comedians are rule breakers in a lot of ways. And so Hell it's way yeah. more fun if there are rules, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's way more fun. It's, and I that's do. part of the hair thing. That's part of the, like going out to the audience. That's part of the, like over the moon talking to the audience thing. It's a little bit like, there was a time where that was a true violation that yeah. where that yeah. really was like a totally subversive act that freaked people out. And look, it's not, they, they've been doing it forever. There's like black and white TV, like, um, uh, Burns and Allen, like he would talk to the audience and do like a weird break in the fourth wall thing. So it's not like new, yeah. but mm-hmm. there, it is so old now that it is now a little bit like, What's like do just doing a show where you don't break the fourth wall is more subversive right. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did a so I feel um, that. some sort of, this thing like improv everywhere has a production part where they um, can be hired out to like do almost like flash mob sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I did one that was a singing thing, and it was like it at some big convention for I don't know insurance people who knows. Um, but where there were a bunch of us in the audience sitting and at some point we were cued and we stand up and we start singing and then we all come together. And it was um, as the person who was doing the singing, I stood up and started singing. And this guy in front of me turned around and looked and rolled his eyes so hard and <laughs> truly was just like, oh, fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I got so caught funny. in one of these. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I will never forget that look. I'm like, I can only imagine that guy has been caught in like three before. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like God, me again? Yeah, it keeps happening to me. I just wanted a fucking look. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the production. What we yeah. think? Yeah. What we think? I barely remember it. I mm. remember that Maureen was super talented, but she made some wild choices. She was so insanely over the top. Yes. Mm. We also were I talking nothing about to her, it to. and then found out that we were sitting next to her friends. Uh huh. <laughs> Whoops. Um, Awkward. We, uh, I had nothing to compare to, but I remember you guys saying that my like perspective without having a performance to, you know, um, base it off of and not like having, uh, Adina Menzel's performance of it, like totally emblazoned in my mind. Like I'm yeah. sure you guys do, wickedly talented. uh, the, the wickedly talented <laughs> Adele, Adele Dazeem. Dazeem. uh, God, the best moment of all time. Um, she, uh, I thought she was great. I was like, these mm-hmm. choices feel very in character for this person. Cool. And, yeah. uh, w- it felt like a little bit too much like this was her senior thesis 
in college. Mm-hmm. So, but so okay, so that's but it, not the maybe performance that, art part. The rest uh-huh. of it. Oh, the rest like just of it. When she okay. was just interacting with other people in scene, mm. there was. Um, it's interesting to note that this is a this was a non-union tour, mm. and it to me felt very like this is um no disrespect but like this is non this is a non-union tour and i can tell yeah mm, okay. also don't yeah. do non-union tours yeah it's super fucked up <laughs> come on guy at the pantages at like a yeah. big yeah. like imagine like the we, broadway equivalent of yeah of los angeles our yeah. group alone spent so much money like they're making so much money and these poor actors yeah. yeah making nothing uh and you know singing their hearts out you know yeah. for better or worse mm-hmm. uh i thought <laughs> living there, on the road uh i thought some stand-up performances for me i thought collins was great oh, yeah collins was awesome like oh. just totally like just very rich voice like yeah. very full mm-hmm. and every uh, production of rent i've seen the collins is always so good and i mm. almost am like do they start here and they're like, we ha- we'll spend our full budget to find the right Collins. The right deep, I think maybe Collins is just the easiest role. Is mm. that maybe why, why do you say that? It's just like maybe if you are a baritone, it's just like it just sits right in your vocal range. Yeah, and he has like the best story. Yeah, of the musical, he does have the best songs and like that kind of deep voice is the most fun to listen to singing wise yeah yeah and and a, and a character like that uh, and the you know the parts seem to have range so he gets yeah. to kind of use his range and emotionally he gets to be in love he gets to, to do a lot yeah. i think yeah it's like a you could do it with your freaking eyes closed i'm not <laughs> impressed but yeah, and there's collins something about awesome. the duality of a collins type character which is that they are this like man you yeah. know like mm-hmm. they're like they have this deep voice and they you know are you know an anarchist and a hacker but they're also like someone. a teddy bear but they're also this teddy bear, which I think is mm-hmm. like a fun thing to see where they just naturally have at least two notes. You know, you naturally yeah. have the the like physical presence um, that people associate with like masculinity. And yeah. then you also have this like like beautiful, uh, you know, a, a, a very big feminine sign. Sweet kisses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so great. that that's yeah. another thing. The song that, made me cry. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you cry? How many times did you cry? I feel like I only cried the once, and it was during. Uh, I'll cover you, reprise. Yeah. yeah, the reprise. Yeah. Is just. Uh, what about I, that's the best. I think that's the best right song in the show. What? You cry at Seasons yeah. of Love? No, I don't think I did. Okay. I enjoyed it. Didn't cry. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my experience too. I think I think the I'll cover you reprise is the best song on the show. It is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but it's I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for I've romance. Gone song by song. He's <laughs> <laughs> very aware. Um, had them separated out. Well, Will Hines was our engineer for um for the. For uh, Daphne Rubin Vega episode. Never heard those. Oh, songs. and for his own episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Glory. And for his yeah. own. So you've never and heard those. Glory. Yeah. Glory was my favorite when I was a kid. I thought that was cool as hell, man. Yeah. Uh, and I think Harry, dun, like, dun, dun, dun. Harry Young. Um, I think Harry was really into it. And God, we it. get it. You he was know such him. a Roger, though. You know what Harry. I mean? Um, but uh, like, so that was probably an in for me, but it was cool. It had like a great melody and a great sound. Mm-hmm. So that, that brings me to another theory and, and, and another, like, I think part of what blew my mind is that there were so many things kind of blowing my mind throughout the show. It wasn't yeah. like I was like knocked back by the production. It wasn't that yeah. I was knocked back by individual performances as much as honestly, the um, I'm blanking on his name, the creator of the show, Jonathan, Jonathan Larson. Larson, like the, the stuff that he was doing seemed to come through to me for the first time, mm. just throughout the whole thing. Um, and one of those things is, uh, Roger and his ability to write a song 
and mm-hmm. his story. And you guys have talked about on the podcast, he had like, the theory of is um your is it called your, your eyes? eyes is yeah. your eyes bad yeah um and that was that on purpose right uh it's definitely on purpose i'm like a hundred percent certainty i'm a hundred percent sure that it is bad partly because he's obviously very good at writing good songs and jonathan would, larson, jonathan larson yeah. and would know but also if you really look at the text of the story nothing has happened to roger to make him be able to now be a good artist he's laboring over it far too much to make it any good yeah he's he he's it's he's singing it not because it's good he's singing it because it's his feelings there's this interesting additional layer to it in that it's a bad song you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. which originally when i heard that theory i was like absolutely not no one would ever do that that would be a terrible way to end your show mm-hmm. and then i've now listened to it a lot like after we saw that i listened to the soundtrack on repeat for a long time right. and like got really into original it original broadway cast original broadway cast perfect, perfect. um You're yeah okay. not the movie soundtrack thank you um <laughs> uh, all i listened to <laughs> and that's why you're fired Ever. <laughs> that's why i'm fired uh-huh. and i'll bye no. <laughs> no no we need you um and and uh, yeah, just listening to it over and over again, I'm like that. The song is about how the 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 show is in a way about how the art is not the thing, and that these aren't necessarily good artists. The documentary at the end of the show <laughs> sure. is terrible. Yeah. It's just a bunch of footage. It's like it's like a it's like a, a high schooler's YouTube video now. Yes, yeah. the, the, like a, a an Instagram story. They're it's just like set a bunch it to of that Green Day song. They're gonna set it to that Green Day. Wait, what I got something I, unpredictable. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. You were gonna go the Seinfeld, uh, time of your the life. Seinfeld. Uh, that's, that's what she the did. Song. That's what she just said. She said, "Yeah." Hope oh. you had the time oh. of your life. <laughs> Literal Never mind. <laughs> I'm uh, like, you didn't say those words, so it's not. What if there was a production of Rent that did do that? He's, he starts to play it, and then that, or like Bittersweet Symphony plays, or mm-hmm. yeah, um, right. cliches. Um, graduation cliches. That's what, and that's what it is. But that's what it. I do think that that's what it's supposed to be. I think that it's supposed to feel like that. It yeah. is a. It, it is in no way supposed to be this like art, artistic thing. It's just a thing yeah, about connecting with friends. They're really young <laughs> too. Like They're really this, young it too. would mm-hmm. stand a reason that this is Mark's like first thing, mm-hmm. and it, it's young. He, yeah, it's, it's bad. He's young. Yeah, and it's also possible that he's not necessarily meant to do this thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like they're like, mm-hmm. not that, not that that's like, you know, it's not faded or whatever, but a hundred percent he's young. He's got a lot of like ideas. Um, but he doesn't, he hasn't yet put in the work is definitely the biggest thing yeah. is that he hasn't put in the work yet. And he might not, which yeah. is, uh, which I think is part of what, part of the subtext of the show. He might move to Santa Fe and fail at opening a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> instead. Yeah. Dave. Oh, I just wanted to add to that because I agree 100%. Dave had his hand raised, by the way, for those I've of you who don't. He was just waiting uh, uh, yes, with Dave. his hand raised. <laughs> uh, I agree because I really liked this production. It made everything clear to me. like The plot and the Yeah, characters. because just listening to the, the soundtrack or the 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 cast recording. Which you've never like, done. I don't, which I've never which done. Which you haven't <laughs> actually done. done. <laughs> well, I, well, that one, we listened to all of it with all the guests. Um, oh, yeah. But... Like I couldn't piece it all together. I didn't. I couldn't thread yeah. it. This the live show allowed me to thread yes. it. So I understood things. The big thing I took away from it, as lovely as the production is, and this might be a little <laughs> bit, bit of controversial, just for how much people revere Rent in general, is everything you're saying. I wish they would like sort of put these tours to sleep, give a big amount of time, and then let somebody come in and do a new 
version, not version in the sense that you change anything in the book or the words, but you come in and like, can we not like change it in the sense of like the set is a little different and maybe tackle what you're saying, mm-hmm. like highlight that take a mm-hmm. little more where you're not necessarily, do you know what I'm saying? That, Cause I think what you're saying is not that from what, from what I saw, I'm like, Oh, you're telling me an interesting version of rent that I think is in there. Yeah. But I don't think that that, that cast was doing that. I think they're maybe yeah. That's how I took it. I was like, oh, there's so much goodness in this, but I feel like I'm watching it like the set. I hated the set, not because I don't think it's iconic, <laughs> but because it felt like they're jammed it in that stage. Like it felt the stage felt like yeah, they, it did feel yeah. It felt very in that particular and stage. Like, sure, yeah, that particular stage. But then and I'm like, what would be cool if somebody came right. in and was ballsy enough to be like, I'm gonna make a big swing, and keep it like keep it. Does that make sense? That would be cool. Not, I'd be really interested to see if that's possible I'd, I'd because the, of how integrated the set is into what yeah. they did. I, yeah. I set it underwater. <laughs> I don't think it'd be like that. I don't think it'd be that insane. Oh, no? Okay. I, like, and you I don't think, think the range underwater all, is too low? They're all wearing scuba masks. Seasons of glug? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And I don't even 1,000 sweet fishes? <laughs> Dory, the fifth. Oh, Dory? Yeah, I can only compliment Dory. Uh-huh. the puns. Yeah. <laughs> you can do one. <laughs> what would Over the Moon be? Over the Moon? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to get that. Maureen does really Under the up. Sea. She Maureen just, just does Under the Sea. With, thing with to do the is Jamaican jump accent. Under the Sea. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, that would play around the same. It's yes, as crazy it's as her yeah, doing crazy. Over the Moon. Sure. Um, I, fe- I feel you. I do think, I mean, I want to say, I think it's there. I think it's in there. I think it's in the text. I'm not I think saying it's, it's in not the in subtext. there. I just don't think that they are actually diving into the I think that what subtext. you're reacting mm-hmm. to is that all the productions of Rent are just trying their hardest to recreate what the, the original, original thing. Because it's I hard to diverge. I wanted them to let go of. I sure. wanted to yes. see them. I wanted to see somebody ballsy enough to take the text and re-explore it. Yeah. Re-break it. Where you're not like rewriting it, but you're re-exploring it. And Has that happened that is... for shows that came out in the last 20 years? I don't. I don't... Yeah, it'd be interesting I, to see. I don't even know if um, they're allowed to. Mm. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's probably the point. estate is stopping that as well. I okay. Agree. It's like, whatever. Uh, I, heard, I just... Uh, the um, Arthur Miller play. Like, All My Sons? Oh, the Crucible? Uh, under the Bridge. Was it Under the Bridge? Under the Bridge. No. <laughs> View from a Bridge? View from a Bridge. View from a Bridge. I wouldn't say you need to go that extreme with that operatic, but I did like that the fact great. that they did that. Mm-hmm. The production like, well, we saw where it's yeah, it rains on stage and all yeah. that, and I loved it because it was like, well, at least they're taking a swing, but they're not changing. They're just they're just breaking it again, but not yeah. It, de- it does it. depend, but I think you could still have some of that spirit in the performance of it, which yes. I think kids these mm-hmm. days are really, for the most part, trying to just sort of recreate. Yeah, though, I, so. I mean, our Maureen was totally. She, she went almost for it. went the almost. other way of yeah. like, I need to do it exactly. Diff- so different and Benny mm. as well I think yeah I was like Benny can you just chill out and just do the part yeah he I remember thinking he was like mm. really hey Benny over the don't poo poo this part <laughs> 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 yeah I it's uh, it's I mean I can't I can't speak too much to obviously to the uh other performances uh but I also felt like uh the Mark performance was very much in line with what I remember Mark being mm-hmm. from Anthony Rapp, would that would that be what you guys remember too? 
Um, I thought he was really good. I I don't remember. Don't remember. So yes, I think overall the singing was fairly not. I don't want <laughs> to be always an up asshole. To the singing. I think that's true. And it's a sung through show. I think you yeah. gotta come from. Well, you you don't want the singing to be good and the acting to be bad, but man, there's a lot of singing in this show. Yeah. But that's the driving force, so I think you should put that ahead of your act. Like, if I was a directing and I'd be like, and I had to choose between the good singer and a good actor, like, if that was my last two, like, I have to cast this part. Yeah. In this production, I'd be like, well, I gotta go with the singer over the, yeah. the good actor. Because it's an, it's an opera. Because he's it's gonna like, be, yeah, it's supposed to be fully, mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the emotional moments have to come through in those performances. I yeah. mean, like, the 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 big i mean the most emotional stuff is the you know reprise of um cover you but then the like kind of big end of the show moment is your eyes and and kind of you know mimi's yeah. dying and all of that stuff and it's like man if they can't sing yes and it's it also will like- fall flat it's just hard and also Jonathan Larson added in this element where your eyes is a bad song where your eyes has a, sorry, it was, uh, I, they told me specifically not to tap the table. I'm tapping yeah, the table. Don't tell the wife. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so, Durf, be so ashamed. I'm very sorry. Wife of the pod, embarrassed, uh, disappointed in me. But, um, you know, you have this additional element where the song is not melodically the best song, Yeah, but so so well so then you have to have actors that can pull off it's this yes. weird it's it you mm-hmm. need to be yeah. it's a high wire uh, high wire act I think you, also uh, t- like tightrope. like Anthony Rapp and Daphne Rubin-Vegg like the original Broadway cast they're like technique singing wise they're not like amazing amazing perfect singers right but they are on pitch mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. unique voices and that's yeah. also fine like yeah. and same yeah. same with Adam Pascal like he came from a a rock band rock background yeah. versus musical theater so he has such a different voice than the other all, everyone in it has different voices than what we were hearing on Broadway up until then right so that's fine too yeah. i think the sometimes the mistake is we cast all of these like kids that just went to like amda and they're fine and they're trying Dis to amda fuck you amda <laughs> eat shit amda and they're, they're just like trying to do their best impressions but they're like they're not good enough they don't have any character to their voice yeah. and so when they are off key it's like right yikes like yeah. I'll listen, they're not if off key on purpose Ruben Vega was off key it would be fine because it's like she's actually like playing a character but yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that i'm those are all those are all great points i do think that that's a little bit of a knock against like an appropriate knock against this particular performance um, i'll try to get an inappropriate knock in later yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen <laughs> uh yeah it feels on i mean it it I, here's the thing it's like it can be good it can be bad it's whatever those sorts of things did take me out of it, which is ha- kind of like my rubric. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, taste wise, I can't really fault did they anything. Take you out <laughs> of it. That's uh, that's what happened to me. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> and I, I, yeah. So for that, for that part of it, yeah, I, f- I feel like that part's a little bit of a bummer. But again, overall, coming through. Like in those kind of subtextual things, I think really were. Oh, a key to it for me that I wanted to mention is that um, when that character who just has that kind of one moment, she's like the homeless woman in the parking lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like she is the she is the the uh, Rosetta Stone for the show. I think. Ooh. Like she is. Wow. Uh, Where could this be mm, going? 
I think that she is the piece that shows that Jonathan Larson is aware of what he's doing. Mm. Oh. Oh, so she's the reaction to the annoying artists? Yeah. She's like, you think you're saving me. I don't need saving. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's not how this works. And um, that's kind of the one character. and, And because she's not in the story you get to see that um, you get to, you you don't have to just think of it as like another perspective that's being showed to you. Like she is put in very specifically to say that these characters have uh, a view of reality that is not necessarily reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's saying there's another reality here and it's not just like for the drama of the show. It's like, Hey everybody, don't go do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And these are the people that are actually being affected. Yeah. Yes. Versus these, are people these who, kids that have parents that love them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Who are trying to talk to them, who are calling them, who they're screening their calls just so they don't have to talk to their mom who's who, if they had rent, would be paying it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that she's see, she's such an important thing. And thinking about the show after we saw it. I mean, that moment is great and very funny. And she it was played really incredibly well in this show, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but thinking about it in the show, was it like, it, did it make us laugh? Because it was extremely aggressive. It was so aggressive. <laughs> I'm like trying to remember. So there were aggressive. a couple moments in the show that made all of us laugh really hard. That was one where it was uh-huh. just like her emphasis on the word fuck yeah. was like almost the most emphasized word in the whole play. <laughs> at, at, yes. A hundred percent. And it, but it also like felt appropriate. Yeah. It was like, damn it. Like. You annoying little shitty kid, don't use me. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, um, he's doing that, but uh, you, you, like for himself in a lot of ways, and she's mm-hmm. calling him out for it. And I just thought that that was, um, I think that that piece just tells you that Jonathan Larson is not missing that point. And I, I, I would be curious to know when that came into the show. Mm-hmm. I could see it coming in really late and being like, I need to, I need to address the Daves in the room and say, mm-hmm. like, I know here that I'm doing this thing that um, I'm I'm I may be kind of heroifying these characters that I don't believe are heroes. Yeah. And she says, no, you're not heroes. You're not saving anybody. Yeah. That's not how this works. What was the other line that made us laugh so hard? It was like, have a nice spring. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I can't that. remember I that word being hit. I Does can't Roger remember. say that to me? have a nice spring? It was like, it, yeah, that made us giggle it quite was a bit. Very aggressive. Uh, yeah, I don't. I just can't stop thinking of the Maureen's. Like she would be real high and then go real low. Oh yes, that was mm. her crazy thing. Her, yeah, when she spoke. It, it was, was during, during the moo and all that. Yeah, it was yeah, during. I her yeah, doing that and it was just like that's she not that be like crazy. in Cyberland we only drink diet, diet coke. coke. <laughs> but it was like the craziest goblin voice you've ever yeah. heard. It was a crazy goblin voice, <laughs> and it yeah. felt like a note that came from the director because they couldn't get her to do like like they couldn't get her to have more fun. So they're just like, just go deep with your voice. <laughs> just change, <laughs> yeah, super high, super deep. Um, this is a 100% tangent, but also since June, July, Dave and I saw a local production of, um, In the Heights. Oh, that's true. In Portland. Yeah. At the Armory Theater. Um, 
First time seeing it, me. Dave hadn't seen it. I saw it on Broadway with Lin Manuel himself. Oh, wow. Yes. Sitting next to you in the audience? Uh, Yeah, he was (laughs) married to the seat he was sitting in. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) he went with his wife, the seat he was sitting in. (laughs) But um, it's a delightful show. I really, truly love it. And man, it is 100% stolen from rent the whole plot is really just, yeah. it's just a straight up rent uh. ripoff. and it's so funny because when i first saw it i was like i love this i love this and then watching it again having gone spent the last year going through all of rent in great detail it was i didn't notice when i first saw it it's just rent but it's <laughs> in washington heights oh it's fascinating it's just rent in washington heights i mean that's a reductive way of looking has at it. Wow. lin-manuel ever talked about that he well he talks about being it, inspired, very inspired by, it. yeah. By. We gotta which, get, which rent is, yeah. Um, what, what is uh, inspired by Labo M? Inspired by Labo M. Yeah, we gotta get Lin Manuel on the pod. Though. We gotta get him. On gotta the get Lin Manuel on the pod. We'll try and get <laughs> Lin Manuel on the pod. No, I'm sure he'd be like, yeah, of course. I saw that, yeah. and then I was like, oh, that actually is complete. The gentrification of the Lower East Side is completely relevant to the gentrification of Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and um, the idea of like getting out and what that means. And man, it is just. But Stolen. I think what I'd makes love to it, see it, and it's the only production I know of of his uh, that I've seen. I've never seen Hamilton, but like the, I think it was still you can recognize all the Rent stuff, but he still at least infused it with a new point of view. And his, oh yeah, sure. Like because there's so much, everything is fucking stolen, rent. inspired oh, yeah. by everything's been inspired by Rent. Mm-hmm. And everything's everything a remix. Rent. But I was like, yeah, I enjoyed it. Again. The movie's coming out soon. Or just a trailer just yeah. dropped. Daphne Rubin Vega. Oh, trailer dropped? Really? Yes. Wait. Guest and friend of the pod, Daphne Rubin Vega. Mm-hmm. As yes. Ex-wife of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems that seems great. I would like that. But 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 what I mean, what is your take on uh, movie musicals in general? Because I know that I know that we're uh, the pod is a little negative on the movie of rent, right? Is that right? Um, once we actually saw it, we really liked it. <laughs> but it's Wait, bad. So you, but it's bad. Sure. But it's but bad. It's bad. Recognizing like, um, okay. it's much better on stage. This is, um, they've made it. You just can't make it as good on film as it is on yeah, stage. You can. Yeah, Part I of it is the magic great... of the set that Dave doesn't yeah. want there to be anymore. <laughs> I had a great time watching sorry, it, I'm just... but, but it's a bad movie. Keep yeah. it fresh. It's a bad but movie. movie musicals... But it's really hard to make that movie good. So like part of the, part of I think the difficulty of it, which I have not seen, but without seeing it, sight unseen, you do the original cast 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Their age is such an important part yes. of the play. Yeah. And it's way harder to cast um a movie different age than it is even a play because yeah. it just it, the camera up, shows everything, everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like that's a weird part of it just like subliminally yes um i have to imagine that you're like these dudes are these dudes and these ladies are 30 get over it yeah. get yeah. out of here it's awkward you know um, that said i'd still watch it again it was fun right to now watch. i would be interested i would 100 be interested to watch it in part because i'm like I mean, the play really is just so good. I yeah. I could not be, I don't think I've loved anything that much on first watching ever. Oh, that's fun. I think it was just like, maybe there's like a comedy thing that made me laugh the most, but in terms sure. of like intellectual stimulation and like kind of like the aesthetic sense. Yeah. I was just, I, I really was like, I'll, yeah, I should watch it. I was like researching it. I was like reading Wikipedia pages about <laughs> La Boheme. I was like, um, my friends make this really funny podcast. Everything is rent. I was listening to that yeah, a little bit us. more. Um, it's a good pod. Yeah. 
Um, so, so I'd be interested to see it if only, if only just to be like, I'm kind of, I would investigate more about, you know, yes. the, pod, the, the, the podcast, the show <laughs> the Rent, show. the Broadway musical Rent. I, I actually only know of Rent as the podcast. <laughs> you only know the podcast. <laughs> Imagine future generations. You know how we've encountered people that are like, I just knew of it as the movie. Mm-hmm. Soon there will mm-hmm. be generations who only know of it, <laughs> as, this know of it as the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, folks. I don't, I never have a good feeling about a movie of a, a musical or of a play. Right. Because why, why are we doing that? The point is that it was on the stage. Yeah. And it was live performed. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was like, I mean, there's an energy there. And there's yeah. ones that do there. There are ones that work, but I feel like the ones that work for me are ones that I haven't already seen. Like when mm-hmm. I saw West Side Story, I was mm. a child and that movie is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, truly one of still one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and it works, but I also had not seen it on stage. I think old right. movie musicals, though, also stay a little bit more within the realm of like, in terms of the sets they use, the number of sets they use, how they film it. Like they're still treating it more like a stage musical. Yeah. They're not trying to be super realistic. Big yes. dance numbers. And yes. like basically like yeah. what if we could incorporate the camera into those dance numbers to make them more exciting as opposed to. Uh, like, like let's use a bunch of new senior March and like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's use a bunch of new sets and like, let's yeah. go on the subway. Cause we can, because it's a movie now. It's I, like, yeah, yeah. I have I a question know. Yeah, cause I've only seen part of this movie and I want to finish it and I'm sad I haven't finished it. We'll watch it today. Was it, a, was <laughs> Cabaret originally a stage or was it oh, yeah. developed for, it was developed for uh stage. It was, it was a musical Great. before yeah. it was a movie. I, you, you already touched on this, but I just wanted to reiterate where I find when I, is that I think the modern movie is not helpful to the modern, like a musical. Mm -hmm. Because they keep just getting directors, and Rent had this for me a lot, where it's like, I'm just watching a traditional movie that just happens to now have like fucking musical elements to it. They're trying to infuse it, whereas if you look at Cabaret... Bob Fassie really fucked. Bob Fassie. Bob Fassie. Bob Fassie. Fassie, right? Bob Dassie? Uh, Fassie the Bear. (laughs) Um, He's using the... He's he's doing new techniques. He changes over (laughs) to film. He doesn't just try to put the thing that was on stage on and film it. Mm -hmm. He literally... The way he uses camera and lets bodies go in front of it is all part of the filmmaking process. Mm -hmm. And I think... That said to all those older ones, why they hold up is they're fully aware of it too. Yeah, the scope they chose they chose to shoot everything on is to match the story they want to yeah. tell. Whereas now, when you get like a greatest uh, showman on whatever whatever the fucking title was, you got it, it. It's filmed. I don't feel anything special. I don't feel like the filmmaker really is tackling it from like that same creative point of view it's more just mm-hmm. like we're making a blockbuster it might as well have been musical. it might as well sure. have been the exact same movie and not a musical and just yeah. hopped around all those yeah. sets i think right. chicago did that well i do too they did I it well hyper stylized like, i thought chicago was fine but, but I do think the musical the live like, musical in my head of chicago so outpaces the movie uh, yes like probably true. I agree. a million times but i do think for from a film uh point of view it does do that the camera it is, is Telling the story right in the it's way of the really movie. hard. I mean, I, I like honestly, I think the big literally the biggest thing about it is you can't smell the sweat. Like, I think yeah. you go yeah, into you good. go into a live theater, mm-hmm. you're in the you're breathing the same air as these people. Yeah. You have this you like actual energy, and none <laughs> of that lucky. matters. <laughs> Most is. of what matters is can you smell the sweat? Um also but, the the, the elbow were, grease put into it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes. Like the the mm-hmm. the like 
the huffin, the puffin, the like, oh, the, you know, the, the, the element of like what could happen because you know yes. it's not going to go the same way every time. Like those things are things that are influencing our enjoyment of it. Even if you captured the best performance mm -hmm. ever on stage and you did it somehow with cameras that moved in an interesting way and whatever, it would just, ne we know. It's not, it's, I'm not making that original a point here. We yeah. just would yeah. never be the same. We also are bringing up the the ones we like, Cabaret and Chicago and what else did we say? Movie musicals? West Side Story. Uh, I guess West Side Story doesn't fall into this, but those first two are performance-based. Like, yes, they're true. both about actors. Sure. Like yeah. vaudeville performers mm -hmm. or, yeah. So they're, we're watching people perform within the musical as well in those. Guys yeah. and Dolls has that. Yeah, because I was going to say, sure. you can't smell the sweat, but man, uh, Fozzie Bear, is his name of the director? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Bab, Bab Fassie. Bab Fassie. <laughs> you can see Bob the sweat. Bob Dassie? <laughs> I said that. Oh, did you? God <laughs> damn it. Oh, I'm bad. Uh, he, that is like the closest thing when I love seeing a, a filmmaker and without me actually my sense smelling it, like visually giving me that sense of right. sweat. And I think that movie from what I've seen of it does it. And that's what I think a musical has to come in with all sorts of different sweat, yeah. sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're a film director. I think yeah. you can speak to that probably even better than I, but like, uh, you have to just tackle it in a totally different way than just, what I think the modern movie musical is doing. And the aesthetic of modern stuff that makes it, that can make it difficult is, and we were talking about this, I think before the mics were on, but like about how we were talking about rom-coms, rom romantic comedies, you need to elevate the performances. You cannot have mm -hmm. like the modern aesthetic has, I mean, mumblecore has like hyper, hyper realistic performances and that's not what musicals do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially like an opera. So you, you, if you're going to film, if you're going to film a, a modern day musical, if you're going to film a musical and you're having super realistic performances and then breaking into song, it can feel weird. It's a really hard thing to get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I, I mean, Rent and The Greatest Showman don't have try to make people have naturalistic or realistic performances, sure. but they're bad for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to we, yeah. we talked about the mu movie a bunch, but the musical, do you have a favorite song? Uh, I do think, I think, I do think I'll, I'll cover you reprise is my favorite song. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, man, I'm such a sucker for it. Least uh, favorite. Oh, um, least favorite is probably, um, uh, man, this is controversial cause he's my favorite character, Get but, wild. Uh, what I said, get wild, go for it. Uh, is um, uh, the angel song today for you? Today for you. <gasps> oh, I wow, I don't care for today for you. What, uh, um, it doesn't make you want to move. It, I think that's the problem with it. <laughs> I should be getting up in my seat, like yeah, should be shimmying my around. hips should be moving like a pro, but they it ain't. My lucky day today. No, yeah, make you like it now. How yep, about me singing it. it? It was my lucky day today. I'm <laughs> at the new A. Uh, I, honestly, I think I would have preferred a little more staccato like that. Uh, <laughs> Just the vowels. Just the vowels. <laughs> have you heard the bonus track? It's uh, today for you. Just the vowels. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I I don't know. It just doesn't. It, it, it I see what's going on. I think, but it doesn't quite. It just doesn't quite do it for me. It also is like a weird thing of like so much exposition in a song sure what if i um, frame it like this for you let me win you over on today for you 
This this song, it, you, as every Rent song is doing something other than what it's doing, mm-hmm. this song is a fantastical celebration of what can happen when you are struggling and you suddenly have a windfall of money. Ooh. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a cool, that's a cool subtextual thing. That's a cool, like, um, what the song is doing. I think I kind of just mean from an aesthetic standpoint, yeah, I sure. think like, you want more drums. I wish there were more <laughs> drums. I wish it were, it, it maybe, <laughs> maybe if there were more, maybe if it was just a drum line, maybe yeah. if it mm-hmm. was uh no, I don't know. I don't oh, know. I would love to see this song as a drum line. <laughs> I think Angel's I like the sound was great. Yeah. Angel jumped on a table. Angel dancing was great. Super fun. My favorite character. I love it. Like I said, I'm a sucker for a romance. I love the two of them together. Mm -hmm. I love one. A thing I super, super love about I'll cover you is the fact that you have this like very big physical, physically very large character and a physically very small character. Mm -hmm. And the very small character is the one who allows the big one inside in the lyrics. You know what I mean? Disgusting. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm definitely talking about the I way that they have sex. I was confused about the hardcore um, sex on stage at the Fantasia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, we should get, get back to this that? production. I thought that was intense. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I think mm-hmm. that there's a cool thing going on there that I think is um, very progressive in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Is to yeah. not put people in boxes and not judge people for obvious reasons, but also like by the way they look and mm-hmm. even sure. their stature. Like you could have this giant character who needs to be surrounded with love um, and this other character who does the surrounding who's much smaller. Um, So that's the thing I like about it. I honestly want to say and, uh, you know, shout out shout out to more people in my life. Chris Flannery, my brother in law, he once said we asked him, what kind of music do you like? He said, I like the sounds of people singing. And I think that (laughs) Angel isn't singing in that song. You know what I mean? Like, Ah. I want to hear Angel. I like a like. I, I like to hear, I like ballads. I like to hear the the voice used in a kind of so like hate rap. smoother raps. way. I hate raps. <laughs> raps. Hate raps. Hate raps? <laughs> um, you hate raps? I, I have that. I have a little bit of difficulty where... with your average rap song. I like mm. I like rap, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I have a little bit more of a. Um, I want it to be musical and like. When it can, it's a little bit more attractive mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean, that's not, I mean, that could, that's a whole other conversation, but, uh, but, uh, I generally, um, yeah, I mean, rap obviously can be like super, super great, but it's probably not my joking. default. Mm-hmm. Probably not my default. Yeah. Raps, on the other hand, no thank you. <laughs> what about like a Spanish rap? Gil what tuna? about a buffalo chicken rap? Mm-hmm. Mm, um, neither of those things are okay. for wow. me. Okay. Doesn't want to listen to a buffalo chicken rap. Very rude. <laughs> I'll eat one, but I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> um, great. What else? Um, should we get to our listener chats? Listener chats. What Are else? we gonna listen to? Uh... Are we listening to listeners oh yeah. Chat? No, we're gonna listen to a song. Yeah. First, let's listen to either "Today for You" or <laughs> "I'll Cover You" reprise. Mmm. Yes. Let's do it. Um, uh, guest choice. Wait, you know who we didn't talk about at all? Oh, Joanne. Oh, yeah. Who is like the reasonable character in the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is a cool thing to throw in there yeah. as mm-hmm. well. Um, I, and I think that's important to say because basically almost every other character except like Joanne and Angel are nuts. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to 
give a shout little out shout. To shout, shout out to Joanne. Shout out to Joanne. What's her name? Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Joanne. Yeah. Isn't it what's his name? Oh, yeah. What's his name? What's his Because what's her name? That's the joke. That's the whole hilarious joke. Mm. Two women dating? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, all right. Matt, pick it. Pick it. Today for you or I'll cover you reprise. Um, Pleasure or pain? I, I let's let's do I'll cover you reprise because okay. I don't want to I mean there's no reason to shit on something people love. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Okay, here it is. I'll cover you reprise. Live in my house. I mean right off the yes. gate. Guys. Hello. Just that like house like Just tears come to my eyes. Yeah. One thousand <laughs> You almost suckered me into singing along with this thing. How dare you? You can sing. I don't want to do it. I do want to do it. <laughs> Cover you. you. Uh, I mean, it's so oh, good. It's also so good. Sounds of people singing. Uh, melodic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could just, it's like, this is perfect for baritone to sing, but it it's just so rich and you can feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Jesse L. Mm-hmm. And he's going into that like celebration of the times they had together kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can just hear that in the, even in the melody, even in like just bringing it up into that, you know, higher register. Ugh. You can like picture the tears on his cheeks. and Yeah. <laughs> So if they did this sort of thing with Today For You, I think I would be into it. <laughs> Here's the drums. You know I love a drum. Just Get like- that piano out of here. <laughs> Only drums. How dare you. That solo ass. Oh, man. This is the sort of song that makes you want to be a part of a production. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's That's so few elements they need for it. Uh huh. Yeah, like everybody coming together. Singing in harmony. It's kind of that beautiful thing of like, so we know that it's cool to add a lot of. It's beautiful. That moment when it's your heart beautiful. has expired. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool to like add pieces to it, but this feels so justified. And the starting alone feels crazy justified. Like it's just him. They so you know spotlight. It's just like. Yeah. That moment is so alone, and then, like, it's almost like, uh, an- like these are the people that Angel's love has touched coming in to like surround him, even though Angel is gone. You know, so like all the wonderful things that Angel was able to provide for everybody. I, I just love it. I mean, it- this feels so good. I would blow that moment every time. If I were in that production, I would accidentally start singing a half a beat too early every time. I would just totally ruin it for everybody. Furry <laughs> dogs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got Santa Fe stuck in my head for a long time. I was obsessed with that song for a minute. Great. It's so good. Um, great. Well, that that concludes uh, the song portion. That song portion. <laughs> and now we're moving on to... Uh, to our listener mail, yeah. Instagram, Twitter wrap up. Mm-hmm. It's Great. been six months. We have a lot to catch up on, but we'll we'll keep we'll get it through it. We'll keep it tight. I'll join um, you for this. Yeah, 
Matt's going to join us. He has a lot to say to our uh-huh. listeners. I do. Um, should we go Twitter first? Let's go Twitter first. Great. Okay. And yeah, Sarah and I have, you know, we've moved on with our lives. We're we're Spartan racers now. We haven't had a lot of time to to, to reply to tweets and Instagrams. We're and covered in mud, so we shouldn't use computers. We, we have we have read them and enjoyed them. So um, thank you to those who've continued to tweet, Instagram, email us, etc. Yeah, and maybe in another six months we'll answer them again. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. We always end this podcast being like, we don't know what's next. We don't know what's next. Um, we got someone who tagged us in what looks like an old Tumblr uh, thing, but this is Robot Caesar. Hi, Robot Caesar. Um, uh, and this, it's, um, the Tumblr is from Gunpowder and Spark. It says, according to the song Seasons of Love from Rent, there are 525,600 minutes a year. One line later, there are 525,000 moments so dear. So doing the math, we can glean that there are 600 moments which aren't so dear. <laughs> and I think I used one of them by walking in on my boss who forgot to lock the bathroom stall. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. A plus. A plus math. A plus. Um, okay, here's one. I wasn't sure to, how to bring up, so I'm just going to do it. This is from uh, uh, at AWOC1016. Um, is the queerest element of Rent that neither Mark nor Joanne want to be with Maureen, but rather they want to be her? Or does Larson's definition of Maureen vis-a-vis her monogamous partners straight wash her queerness altogether? In this essay, I will. And then he responds, (laughs) everything underscore Rent. Can you bring please weigh in? (laughs) So you guys, can you bring please weigh in? I don't, I'm going to just come out hard saying I don't, I don't get that Joanna and Mark want to be Maureen. Yeah, I don't read that. Yeah, I don't think so either. So that's me weighing in. That's me bring. That's me bring weighing bring, in. Please yeah. weigh in. Bring please weigh in. <laughs> yeah, I would say I don't think I don't I don't think that that's true either. I mean, I do think that um, she maybe is a missing part of them, you know, in the kind of like monogamous concept of love that like you know filling gaps and stuff like that, and they yeah. both have like a mm-hmm. similar. Uh, gap. They both have the same desire, but yeah, I don't. I don't know that I read that. I do think her queerness is somewhat minimized in in that. I mean, there's all those jokes about like, isn't it wacky that Maureen's dating a woman? Like, isn't yeah. she? She's just doing it because she's a drama queen. Maybe is sort yeah. of how the musical portrays it a bit. So it is a little bit dismissive. I, I think of remember. maybe bisexuality mm-hmm. or, um, yeah, I, th- I I would say. Her sexuality might might not be treated with musical written by a scorned man of that character. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her bitter ex boyfriend wrote a musical. Yeah, sure. I do wonder. I want to wonder. I don't know if I. I don't know if I have the tools to wonder, but I want to wonder <laughs> if uh, if what he's doing is um, is saying that characters feel that way, but the show doesn't feel that way. If that makes sense. If the sure. characters are minimizing it, because they would, especially at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the show is doing it or not, I I, I have a hard time speaking to. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for tweeting at us. Yeah. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. tweet. <laughs> um, this is a Cardinal Redbird podcast. <laughs> chirp, 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 chirp. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, um, Oh, there's um, someone Googled lyrics to Seasons of Love, and it comes up Seasons of Love by Donny Osmond. Which Very good. Is that's, nuts. that's like a Shakespeare conspiracy theory, like... He didn't write all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Donny Osmond, Donny Osmond wrote actually wrote Seasons of Love. It does sound like a theory that I would end up coming up with. He couldn't have. It's too good. Well, in this case, wide open. Um, cool. Should we 
move on to our, yeah, let's our Instagram on. messages. Um, so we heard from a lot of people who saw the tour. Saw around with my buddy last night. This is um, Jay Cats, Cats, Cats. <laughs> uh, like the deli, not like the animal. Yeah. Well, that's like me, Matt, Matt Mayer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's true. Cats, Cats, Mayer. Uh, saw rent with my buddy last night. Your podcast definitely renewed my love of rent is probably why I went to go see it. Sorry you don't get commission, but thank you so much for this fun podcast. We should have gotten commission for the rent tour. Anyone we really should have. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, we should have gotten like a dollar per yeah, person. But they had to, I mean, it was not equity. So yeah, they're not it. getting paid. We're give those dollars paid. to the actors. Give those yeah. dollars to the actors. Sure. Um, Sam Fro 25, friend of the prod. Um, IDK, if you guys have ever listened to Heather's The Musical, but in Big Fun, someone yells, you need a jello shot. And it might be even more fun to scream than marijuana. <laughs> we have to check that out. Okay, I'll start screaming both on a regular basis just to see. Right. Now I feel like I've got a right into my musical something the audience can scream because there are people out there who that's their big thing there's stuff like that in every musical like mm. yeah every single like if you've ever been in the chorus of a musical and backstage like there's always that moment where you're all backstage and you all like mouth the word along mm-hmm. with the person on stage um sham with a lot of m's hey heart love y'alls <laughs> long time listener first time writer I'm currently listening to the last ep La Vibo MB one my senior quote in high school was quote the opposite of war isn't peace it's creation uh so mm-hmm. embarrassing lol correct that's very embarrassing yes correct. uh you referenced Joanne telling Maureen to move out and I think I can offer some explanation which uh we've heard about this before but in in the soundtrack you don't or in the cast recording sorry John Flynn you don't know but Maureen sees uh, Joanne sees Maureen kissing someone, another mm-hmm. woman during um, La Vie Bohème. Um, right. Great. And then uh, Sham also is re-listening to old episodes, is reminded of how phenomenal our podcast is. Oh, thank Aww. you. Very sweet. Um, and asks if there will wife be. Wife of the pod. Asks if, <laughs> new wife of the pod. Girlfriend. Mistress of the pod. Mistress of the pod. And asks if there will be future episodes and guess what here's one here's one for you and um that's that's where we're at we don't know if there will be if there will be anything else but here's where we are um rachel and giles just listen to the podcast this was eight months ago maybe <laughs> no i don't know when yeah this was like in july that was not eight months but count them um July. Okay. Uh, just finished listening to the podcast. Count them. Over the past few weeks at work, wanted to thank you. Thank you for listening. It was great fun. I learned more about rent than I thought I already knew. And there's nothing quite like trying to blink back tears at work because you're listening to the L cover you reprise. Sorry mm-hmm. if we made you cry at work again. Again. Once um, again. Don't worry. I talked over it plenty. <laughs> don't Honestly, too much. Uh, and then also asking about a season two. Gosh, might have to do it. Uh, just run back through it again. <laughs> yeah, sure. Another Great. listen. Same guests on each episode. Mm-hmm. Anor Dahl, I just found your podcast yesterday. I'm in love. I'm such a rent head and literally zero people I know have even heard of it, let alone love it. How you... old is this person? <laughs> One year old. <laughs> I saw it on Broadway when I was 12. Now okay. 36. Okay. And fell in love. I even got Tay Diggs autograph before Stella even got her groove back. Wow. Um, great. Can we also talk about Matt has met um, Tay Diggs, Diggs recently. I very I recently met Tay us. Diggs. I will tell you, he was a wonderful man. Very funny. Very sweet. Mm. They should do a show like where he's just Tay like, Diggs. Instead of Mike Rowe, it's like a Dirty Jobs thing, but it's Tay Diggs. <laughs> 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 like people tell him where there's the treasure 
to dig up and they go, Tay's going to find out if there's treasure out there or not. <laughs> I'm Tay Diggs, and Tay Diggs a hole. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah. All right. I'm well, out. Maybe if you meet him again, you can pitch that show okay. to I, I Honestly, at this point, I want him to be on the show so bad, I'm going to try and reach out to him and see if I can pick him. <laughs> Excellent. And we'll pitch Tay Diggs a hole. <laughs> we won't talk about that. You can leave that to me. Diggs a hole. Okay, you can pitch it, Dave. And I'll get kicked out of the apartment <laughs> by Tay Diggs. You mean the podcast studio? Yes. Thank you. Um, we got an email from um, Andrea Alessi. Um, she is American. She lives in the Netherlands. Um, uh, but is a huge fan of uh, Rent. Um, and it said one one of your emailers mentioned the Dutch uh, the Dutch soundtrack uh, cast recording uh, having a version of One Song Glory. So she went to listen to it, and in La Vie Bohème, the uh, oh, I should say the subject line of this email is Vita, not an Akita. Dun dun dun. Okay. <laughs> um, fifty-seven seconds into La Vie Bohème, I knew I had to email you uh, after the following exchange, um, and I'm going to do this even though she wrote it in Dutch. Vai is erdud, onze chihuahua, evita. So they're saying she says that doesn't even rhyme. It doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying who died. They're saying a chihuahua. Avita, but why wouldn't they say Akita? Yeah. She also says, to answer the question of whether the lyrics to La Viboam are basically the same in another language, nope. The Dutch version calls out Baudelaire, Laurie Anderson, Blondie, Andy Warhol instead of Pee Wee Herman, and others that all went by in a blur. That's fascinating. Uh, Cast that's basically 100% white. Not a good look, Netherlands, she says. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, if if anyone else has any um, foreign language rent, Intel. Mm-hmm. Pass it along. A Chihuahua instead of an Akita. My only thought is maybe Akita is a different word in Dutch. Oh, maybe. And they were like, well, it's kind of a Japanese word, right? Because a Japanese breed of dog. Yeah. So yeah. then you have this other. But yeah, sometimes a word is. Maybe just no. I mean, there could just be different. no Akitas in all of the Netherlands. That yeah. is po- that's possible, right? Yeah. But there's Chihuahuas. But there are Chihuahuas. They're just running around. Or they know what they they're are. They're everywhere. It's just a funnier dog. In the room, they pitch it like, he's not that funny a dog. We should make it a Chihuahua. I mean, also a Chihuahua. Remember the Taco is Bell a... Chihuahua? That was, now that was funny. And Maybe they're they'll... very barky. A oh, Chihuahua sorry. named Avita is funny. It is pretty, it is pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> just imagining um, a Chihuahua on a balcony singing. Great. And then uh, Ali Kelly emailed, um, they have a copy of the New York Theater Workshop audio and also Jonathan's demo tapes. I can send them to you. Um, I think they're on YouTube. They That's are, fine. but we'd be happy for you to send them to us. We'll yes. email you back as well as for sure. verbally replying to an email on a podcast, which is a crazy thing to do. <laughs> we'll do a slightly less crazy thing, which is email you six months later. Great. <laughs> 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 cool. Um, we got an email from Molly Anderson. Rent is everything and everything is rent. And we agree. Um, just finished the pod. She was dragging it out. Um, excited to see, um, uh, oh, and thanks for bringing rent back into my life and for being just as excited about rent live as I was. Speaking of rent live, did you see it got some Emmy noms? I did not see that. Um, did you see that? Uh, back I in July? I did. Did you see it? But what it, did it get nominated? Like uh, probably like best live performance. Worst I'll look it thing. up. Yeah, worst, worst thing, thing that on TV because <laughs> that's a category. <laughs> worst thing that I also still love. Um, it was um, 
Oh, it won for production design of a variety show, okay. outstanding lighting cool. design. I would admit that big. Oh, because that was pretty. Awesome. It looks yeah. cool, I guess. Yeah. And it was nominated for makeup, Dave Wayne um, again on the set, variety special, <laughs> and technical direction. Bitch. Yeah. Hey, congratulations to them. Yeah. Thanks, Molly J from Dallas. Thanks, Molly J. Oh, that was Molly Anderson. Thanks, Molly. Yeah, but Anderson. she signed it, Molly, Molly J. And then her email address, which we're not going to say, is a different last, uh, yet a different last name. Wow. I so Molly is a mysterious, mysterious. I like person. her. She's trying to throw yeah. us off the scent. Um. All right, we got a long one from Felix. Okay, Felix, don't go through all of it. Which part should I skip? Ay ay ay. Okay, read every word. Okay, <laughs> every word. Um. I do not know how to begin this email, or rather, I'm not sure, but I need to thank you for your podcast. You're welcome. Fair warning. This email is going to get pretty rambly. <laughs> Since <laughs> December 2016, when I first got into Rent by staying up late to listen to the Hamilton mixtape when it was released and loving the line running out of time like I'm Jonathan Larson's rent check. That's in... I don't know. I'm Hamilton looking it up now. Tape? Okay. I've loved this musical. I remember thinking, isn't that Jonathan Larson, the guy that wrote Rent? With a little help from my friends, had to make a Beatles reference after seeing yesterday for the second time. Oh my God, Felix, focus. I dove head, <laughs> I dove head over heels in love into this musical. I fell in love with the cast, the music, the shows, the characters, the writer. I watched several things with Anthony Rapp in it. For example, the short film musical Grind, which is about gay dating. And now I'm a huge fan of Star Trek Discovery. Shout out to CBS All Access. What, what? Sponsor of the pod. Just sponsor of the pod. <laughs> and fuck you, Amda. <laughs> Side note, I believe the I think I missed don't get pissed line is about Maureen tracking her period, but missing one and getting it in the middle of sex. Though my ex-boyfriend Mark believes in the pregnancy theory. Mark? Um, Mark. I'm Mark. <laughs> Both theories are wrong. So sorry. <laughs> wow. Rent means That's so much to me. Especially being a trans and queer person, I even chose Mark for one of my middle names, and it opened my eyes to what life was like for disenfranchised people in the 1980s. That sentence feels pretentious, but I can't think of another way to phrase it. Ironic, since I'm a writer. Well, the people who say that Benny was right don't truly understand the plot of Rent. Correct. Yeah. Yes, I'm getting all my feelings out about Rent here. Perfect. That's what our email address is for. Everything is <laughs> rentpod at gmail.com. That one reviewer that says you can't sing is stupid. I know I'm trying. Oh, someone on um, <laughs> iTunes really came after our singing voices. Yes. Um, and it's uh, rude. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Felix says they're stupid. Thank you. Thanks, um, Felix. Thanks, Felix. Great. Um, in my life, I'm in the middle of listening to the entire podcast. Definitely out of order, partially because I listened to the Anthony Rap episode at least three times. Wow. Oh, do you think that Felix listened to um, Contact nine times? Probably. Yeah. Listen Felix, to every episode email us three again times? and tell us how many times you listen to our three contact episodes. <laughs> uh, can't thank Jonathan Larson in person for being for this amazing musical. And because you've brightened up my life so much. Thank you for making my life better. Aww. Thank you. Um, P.S. I hope my rambling was enjoyable. P.P.S. I'm going into senior year and I just realized the emotional weight of that. P.P.P.S. I'm annoyed that Netflix bought the Tick Tick Boom movie. P.P.P.S. We didn't add a P on that one. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thanks, Felix. Wow. Thanks, You're Felix. great. That's very nice. A lot going on there, but very wonderful. Yes. Okay. Um, our next one, we got Julie McNamara. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's very long, but she uh, heard about us because we were on Can I Pet Your Dog, which is a, a, a pod friend of this pod. Um, you know how two pods are friends? Yeah, they go on pod excursions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they will never marry because only no. a human woman may marry a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens. Um, but she loves Rent, has seen it, um, has from the beginning, um, 
But she, I can't remember when she first heard it, but it was likely from the 1996 Tonys, uh, which is very cool. She's seen it touring through San Francisco many times. She took her teenage daughter to see it in uh, 2003. She was and still is a huge musical theater fan. We both loved it, obviously, um, and have been huge fans. Favorite she- character is Collins, and she loves... I'll cover you. Yeah, she says that we've mentioned several times you have to be the right age the first time you see Rent to really love it. She says, for me, that age was 43. Smiley face. Yeah, great. We love it. Um, It's wonderful. One thing to acknowledge is that people my age were Jonathan Larson's contemporaries. He was born the year after me. So I also had many friends and family members who were affected by the disease. I was in college when we first found out about it. Remember being very concerned about my loved ones who were vulnerable. We were all super pissed at Reagan for, among other things, not acknowledging the crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm going to skip the thoughts on uh, Rent Live on Fox because um, we agree and we, <laughs> we agree mentioned with all them, them all. Um, but other Rent comments, she thinks the worst line is think twice before you poo-poo it. And I think that's the best line. <laughs> I'm going to poo-poo it is her a, comment. I think it is a bad line. It, it is, but I, I love it because it's bad. And then Boys Like Me, which we've talked about quite a few times, she mm-hmm. says, clever writing, double meaning. Yeah. Because we were like, which which thing does it mean? Um, when Joanne tells Maureen, you cut the plate paper plate, it might also have meant that she cut the plate in half to use as a prop to represent the moon. That's absolutely wrong. <laughs> we also covered that because I, um, Sarah I brought was that also up. wrong about it. Yeah. Um, Beth told me many times, <laughs> <laughs> trim her tree. I'm pretty sure meant oral sex. And then parentheses says, remember we were all pretty bushy back then. <laughs> Thoughts, man? Uh, your jaw dropped. My jaw dropped. Whoa. Your jaw dropped and your tongue we all... instinctively came out of your mouth. A Rex Avery cartoon over here. Wow. Yep. I got, uh, I was shocked and then I got horny. I don't know. What what happened there, guys? You tell me. Right. Well, Julie, thank you so much for your email. Yes. What a delight. Wonderful. Um, great. We also got a wonderful email from Lucila Rusignol. Um, from Argentina. Yeah. Um, uh, and guess what? Lucila liked the contact episodes. So <laughs> you're welcome. She, so this, she's perfect. Yeah. Our favorite listener. Um, and then we got an email from Hope Miller. The <laughs> subject line, hair transplant. Hello, losing your hair? We can help. Fly to Vegas and get a max density <laughs> procedure. Get VIP service with airfare, hotel, and transportation. Please help. Uh, need help please reply with your number and availability etc um, so we replied and uh, we're heading to vegas oh my gosh we're getting more hair okay and then um our most recent email is we got it just like a week ago it although by the time this pod comes out it'll be more like a month this honestly is, this uh email maybe um inspired this, this episode. episode because we were like oh this is incredible subject line um, <laughs> from J.B. Warren, without your podcast, hard hitting rent news such as this goes unreported and your cutting edge editorial analysis is left to our imagination. So since your show ended, this happened. And I think we should. We've got to listen to it. it. So this is Adina Menzel. She came out with a single, well, an album, maybe, but a Christmas album, it looks like a Christmas album. And she then this is on it. <gasps> So that's the theme from Christmas Bells. Um, this is an album called Christmas, A Season of Love. Wow. Just one. One of the seasons. Uh-oh. We know what that means. Man. A classic song to sing by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did she even say 500? 500. <laughs> she was doing the vowels only. Uh, I love you, Adele Dazeem, but. I think she sounds great, honestly. <laughs> I do. She does. She sounds great. But her pronunciation is very funny. Yeah. I mean, started off hot. <laughs> do you think all the backing tracks are her, too? Ooh. Honestly, yes, they not? are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, she has, and looking at the track listing, she's got songs featuring Billy Porter, a song featuring Josh Gad, Ariana Grande, and one featuring Aaron Lore, her husband. Hello. That from she Mighty was in Ducks. from Mighty Ducks and, and the Red she was movie. In the rap movie. Wow. Yeah. It's exciting. She's in a movie right now that I really badly want to see coming out this weekend. What? Uncut Gems. Oh, that does look really good. Looks Brothers. Great. Yeah. That's I love that this song is bringing in Adam Sandler's character's husband. Or what, music right? of yeah. other Rent yeah. songs. Yeah. The little Christmas bells theme is very fun. Yeah. That way I'm saying 100 is crazy. And she's nuts. Huh? 25,000. 25, you guys sing a V. You sing Ooh, a V, okay? You go ahead and you sing a V. 25. It's hard. It's hard. Listen. 25. I can't not clap during this. Is she going to do the... Is it a video? It's a video. taking a video right now so you can tune into Matt's Instagram maybe I don't know where you're going to post this A four minute song. Oh my god. Ooh. I like that she's like, if we're gonna do it, let's just do it different. Yeah. Let's do it. Cut all the other people out of it. Do you think she had to pay a lot for the right? Ooh. Or if they were just like, nah, you can have it for free. I bet she got a discount. She probably got a discount. <laughs> there maybe maybe there's some. Oh my God, is, is Dina Menzel in this room? Wow. I mean, JB Warren, thank you for alerting us yes, to that. Yes, thank you. My Thanks goodness. Thanks for restarting our pod, JB Warren. Um, yeah, please Honestly, continue to. Will stream. Us. Yeah. yeah. Everything is pod 
No. <laughs> <laughs> everything is pod everything at is gmail.com. Po- everything is pod at pod.pod. Pod. <laughs> everything is pod is my podcast where I uh, individually review every single episode of every single podcast that comes out. Every podcast. Every wow. Podcast. That sounds yeah. hard. It's a lot of work. It, it's a ton of work, but you know what? Makes me feel good. <laughs> you can tweet at us. Yeah, please tweet at us at everything underscore rent. Instagram us. Uh-huh. Everything is rent. Yeah. Um, and you we already gave you our, our Gmail. But yeah. you know, I we'd like to thank Zach Reno for our um our theme music. Yeah, just one last thanks to James Mulholland for our artwork. Thanks um again always to Mark David Christensen, who is our engineer and um podcast guest. Do you want to say something? Nah. You got so close you to the mic. Very <laughs> close to the mic. Really You've been so leaning back. I was trying in the to chair. go through the screen. Ooh, and thank you to our guest, <laughs> oh Matt gosh. Mayer, our very special guest. Um, so in addition to you Earth to Ned, um, mm-hmm. what else can we? Where else can we find you? I'm Matt Matt Mayer on the socials, though I'm not all that frequent on them. But you guys can follow me so that You're I can feel that, good about myself. Frequent? I'm not that, <laughs> that frequent. <laughs> um, otherwise, I don't know. I'm around. I got a website, mattmayer.website. Yeah. Uh, with some of my stuff on it, if you want to see. You can watch a project Matt and I work together on, Beast to Beauty, on Comedy on, Central's Facebook page. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very that was funny. a blast. We had a lot of fun working on that. Um, yeah. And oh, then, yeah, starring Oscar, um, who was on this pod. Mm-hmm. Will Hines, Will who Hines. was on this pod. You better believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very fun show that we got to work on over the summer. Um, yeah, otherwise, I'll see you guys around. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Hey, uh, Durf, I will see you later. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You're the best wife of the pod and the wife of Matt Mayer. Gross. And the podcast wants to say, see you in bed, Durf. (laughs) See you in bed, Durf. This is the pod. (laughs) I will not Bye. Yay. I'm Kate Thompson. And I'm Mark David Christensen. And together we host, ah, crap, a Hellboy podcast. The show dedicated to the half-demon hero brought forth by writer-artist Mike Mignola and published by Dark Horse Comics. Each week we discuss everything Hellboy. Plus his expanded universe with the BPRD, Abe Sapien, Lobster Johnson, and many more. That's ah, crap, a Hellboy podcast on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.